0: The views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of Introvision Communications. Welcome, welcome. This is Impossible for america people seem to be more in touch with the city they're more respectful for what's going on with your host hector h lopez rising fast going with the flow he's doing good he's got his looks i don't know what else to say about him on talk radio 1150
1: it is tuesday and you know what tuesday means it is the mindset five with good friend of the show nick bias all the way from fort collins colorado joining us uh from Colorado is Nick after his uh, trip here to El Paso not too long ago. Nick, how's uh, Colorado looking these days?
2: Uh, it's uh, going good as always, After It's great to be back on the show at my regularly scheduled spot. Um, I do miss being down there. I'm not going to lie. I had a great, amazing time when I was down there.
1: Yeah, we did have a blast while you were down here. And uh, we'll, we'll try and get you back here soon enough. I mean, there's a lot of... Good projects we're trying to work on together, and some of those projects involve your topic of mindset five today, and it's the topic of community development and I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, the big new the big day of today which is the uh, primaries i'm going to be talking about the big news of the day which is uh, nasa's getting ready to release some pretty uh shocking information uh that come thursday and i'm also going to be talking about the big mistakes of the day did you hear about the 578 million dollar school out in la i mean i don't know about what that means for community development in in uh in california if 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 those people are broke over there, that's what everybody keeps telling us in the government. Anyways, your topic for the day: community development. The mindset five with Nick Bias. Why don't we get right onto it?
2: Sure, man. I just want to say that I was in this topic. Uh, I was inspired by my trip to El Paso. Um, I commented with you when we were up on Scenic Drive that um, when I looked out at the vast expanse of the El Paso Ciudad Juarez Metroplex, I saw something different than what. Um, many of its citizens saw, Um, I saw something with great potential, and um, that's what really inspired my topic today, which is on the importance of community development. So I'll get right into it with point number one, which is the amount of time, energy, and resources that are devoted to community development is directly proportional to a community's prosperity.
1: Now, explain that for a little bit. I mean, uh, we're getting ready for a tax increment here, uh, or a tax hike here through the county. Uh, it, it was just announced yesterday that they've preliminarily accepted that uh, tax increase over at the county because of supposed crunches that they have. Interesting to me is that you're saying, you know, you kind of need to have a long-term vision almost in your first point. Flesh that out a little bit.
2: Uh, well, you're absolutely right, Hector. And I know uh, many times on this show you've called out the El Paso City Council for not being uh, very bold and creative with the ideas they come up with in the realm of community development. And um, from what I've seen, the research I've done, whenever we look at various cities out there in which much time and effort has been devoted to community development, um, the cities are usually very prosperous. Um, they're typically known as centers um, and standard, standard bearers for educational systems, financial systems, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And you know what? I, I, I always like to have a list of priorities for a city. I, I'd love to know what the list of priorities are, whether it's for the city or the county. I never know what those priorities are. What are they using as the measuring stick in which for which to cut or add programs, particularly in times of a budget crunch? I mean, the city just scrapped an intersection upgrade here in El Paso City Council today. Just today voted to drop a uh, street improvement project, citing excessive costs. Uh, the case involved uh, three of—I mean—the case involved the same real estate maneuver that uh, c- that cost taxpayers millions of dollars uh, to build the East Side Spaghetti Bowl. But uh, you know, I, I get a little worried about um, the way in which they're doing it. They are cutting this for the name of what? In the name of what? To give priority to what? And uh, I never really know what the strategic plan or the strategic vision is for the city. But uh, I guess that's what you're alluding to in point one. Let's go to point number two.
2: All right, man, point number two. In order to develop effective plans in the area of community development, careful attention must be paid to identifying that community's many assets.
1: You know, I don't think we do that enough here in the city. The yeah, other day, absolutely not. The, the other day, I was talking to uh, county uh, county commissioner Alex Sergio Lewis, and when we were talking about the future of the community and and the assets that we have, and we were talking about it in the, along the lines of Ascarate Park, he kept saying, "Look, my my." My measuring stick is going to be quality of life. If we're foregoing quality of life, I'm going to have to take a a real big look at at why that cut is happening and how we can increase quality of life despite that cut. He also went on to kind of say, look, you know, uh, it's kind of interesting that we're going through these budget crunches. And I asked him point blank, do you think we should have, you know, not just hearings on what the cuts are going to be, but how about hearings on? potential future revenue earners and he's like you know that would be a great idea and the reason i put that out there the hearings on future revenue earners is because it would focus on something like assets within our community things that we could build on but we get people together to kick them in the behind regarding. What they're going to cut as a department, but we don't gather people to kick them in the behind about how they're going to build on an asset we have to turn it into a future revenue earner. No, they rather just hike taxes in the city.
2: And uh, that goes hand in hand with my next two points, man. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that's exactly what I had in mind when I visited El Paso. I fell in love with the city. Um, as an outsider and I was just really frustrated by kind of the zeitgeist that so many, there was such a great significant amount of people who simply wanted to identify problems and talk about what's wrong yet kind of defer responsibility onto this unknown entity that they couldn't even describe as existing.
1: Right, right, so point number
2: three. Point number three and four since they're interrelated. Point number three, if too much attention is paid to simply identifying current problems within a community one will get stuck in a cycle of rehashing old ideas with transient short-term goals. And point number four, if instead focuses on asset identification, then careful analysis combined with creative solutions will uncover a great variety of ways in which a particular community can add much wealth and richness to the American and international experience.
1: You know, I'm, I've always I've almost gotten to the point where I feel like we need a third party entity of some sort to come into the city and and help kind of guide the city by the hand as to how they go through this process. Because you're absolutely right. Here we are again at another budget crunch, another one of those years where, you know, we're going to have to take significant cuts. But no one's thinking bold. No one's thinking big. Just yesterday we had an interview here on KHRO on Paul Strelzen's show with uh, the. Uh, person who is assumed uh, many assume is going to be the next county judge of El Paso who currently county commissioner Veronica Escobar and the thing was the thing that i got a little frustrated about was that you know here was paul and and veronica just kind of talking about how they were so proud that they bit the bullet now to hike our taxes but not real talk about the bold and innovative things that we were going to do to turn to turn the ship around, to develop a fiscally responsible agenda that would focus on assets and begin to 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 look to the future as that how we would get not only out of this hole, but do something bold and innovative to build new revenues into the city. That wasn't talked about that. There was no kind of a formula or ideology as to what we were going to have to look forward to other than a tax hike. And it was frustrating. It was, Quite frankly, it was frustrating. So now I kind of feel, well, since we can't do it in and of ourselves at the county and at the city, maybe we need to bring some third-party entity involved uh, here to, to help the city and the county and the state, for that matter, uh, figure out a way to look at assets rather than uh, all these deficits they always concentrate on with trying to fix them and resolve them by just raising our taxes.
2: Exactly, Hector. And that kind of brings me to my fifth point, which is... Um... The fact that multifaceted approaches and a sustained commitment to progressive community development will also have the effect of adding to the social, financial, cultural, educational, and scientific capital of that particular community. Uh, now, you mentioned a really great point, which is um, whenever city councils tend to speak of the future of a community, um, their, their talk and their action is simply renovated to whether or not they're going to cut or raise taxes and whether or not they're going to cut or reduce, uh, uh, cut or increase spending, I apologize. Mm -hmm. And just by doing either of those actions, it doesn't mean that your community is going to develop for the future by default. If you simply cut taxes, cut spending, or vice versa, it doesn't happen that way. You need to have a multifaceted approach. You need to have long-term goals for the next 25 to 50 years. You need to identify the assets present within the community in order to develop a strategic plan for taking that community well into the 21st century and for adding to its wealth and richness of America.
1: Uh, I couldn't couldn't agree with you enough. I think you have one more point left on your Mindset 5.
2: Actually, man, um, that was all oh, that five. Was I just that was all gave five. five. I, I know you're really eager to have me back. Now I appreciate <laughs> that. Well, five's all I have time for today, man. <laughs> uh, I know
1: I, I know it. I know it. I know it. I wish I could have you here for the entire hour, maybe get you a little heated without pounding on the desk here at KHRO. <laughs> hey,
2: I pound on my own desk here, man. I have, some, uh, I have a pretty well-made desk. It's kind of sturdy. I've counted on it many times, and uh, no cracks to report of. Sorry, I almost broke the studio a couple of Mondays <laughs> ago. I apologize for that.
1: Uh, yeah, it was It was a lot of fun having you in the studio, and I think people uh, actually agreed. Uh, yesterday, we finally posted the uh show that generated a lot of controversy about uh not only uh terrorism but religion and islam uh that that you Chris and I were involved with it was finally posted on Facebook last night. You know, we've been having a lot of problems with our uh, partner there in, in terms of uh distributing our shows, but uh we're we're getting them back up. We're considering other partners in terms of show distribution on the internet, but you know, we finally posted it last night and uh you know, I, I know that people wanted to hear it because we received several requests, and I think uh, people should definitely go online and check out today's Mindset 5 here with you. If you just missed it, you only missed the, got a couple points. You can always check us out online, and uh, Nick, we'll look forward to you next week.
2: Absolutely, Hector. I apologize. I can't stay for the entire hour. I have a really important meeting that I have to run to right now, but have a great show. As always, um, thank you for having me on. And I appreciate all the listeners out there. And feel free to call the show. Hector always loves comments and commentary.
1: Oh, that's right. And you framed the show for the day. Uh, folks, you can always give us a call, 915 Nick, we'll see you next week. Thank you for the call. Uh, Thank you. You know, folks, I always I always get revved up when I, when either, I either have Chris or Nick uh, alongside, just because uh, it allows for good commentary. Now, somebody want to challenge the community development points that were just pointed out? You, you see... The, the neat thing about the Mindset 5 today that Nick just brought up to all of us is the, the importance of beginning to plan for the future. We all hear about tax increases and how bad we're doing. Is anybody talking about how we're going to build for the future rather than just increase our taxes and cut services? Give us a call, 915 We'll be back.
0: financial news source with CNBC Financial. CNBC Radio. I'm Jeff
3: Lesher. The Dow dropped 134 points. The Nasdaq fell 36, both down more than one percent. The housing market was even weaker than expected last month. The National Association of Realtors says sales of existing homes fell 27 percent to the lowest level since 1995. Shares of home builder Toll Brothers fell four percent on the news. A new poll finds that almost three-quarters of Americans now disapprove of President Obama and his economic policies and are very concerned about About unemployment. Monster Worldwide has closed its $225 million acquisition of Hot Jobs, the online Help Wanted site. It's part of an effort by Yahoo CEO Carol Bartz to get rid of unwanted units. Oil closed down about $1.40 to $71.63 a barrel. Tyson is recalling 380,000 pounds of deli meat sold at Walmart. Market side grab and go sandwiches may be contaminated with listeria. John Lesher, CNBC Radio.
4: This is my parents' Mercedes M-Class, but it won't always be, if you know what I mean.
5: When you own a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, chances are they'll own it one day, too, because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models. Every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio.
4: I can't wait to drive this.
5: Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event, now through August 31st. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not Certified Pre-Owned.
6: See dealer or call 1-800-F4-MERCEDES for complete program, including Certified Pre-Owned, Limited Warranty, and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified for advertised APRs.
7: Notre Dame football from
8: ISP Sports. He's, he's in the great pass plays you ever see for in Notre Dame. he's inside the 20 inside the 10 he's in for a touchdown as the Irish get quickly Irish football begins September 4th hi this is Don Cricky voice of the fighting Irish of Notre Dame reminding you to
0: catch Notre Dame football this season on THRO talk radio 1150 For America, this is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150.
1: It's a day filled with uh, big news. It's a big day in terms of primaries uh, that are taking place in places as close as Arizona. And it's also a day that highlights a lot of big mistakes. So big news, big day, big mistakes that have been running not only through our community, but through the state, through the country, through the world. Uh, Nick Bias just finished off with his Mindset 5, kind of putting the spotlight on community development. So what we'll talk about today will be in the context of community development, certainly, particularly when it comes to... The questions of big mistakes. We'll begin with big mistakes today. Big mistakes. Did you hear about the $578 million school in the state of California? Uh, Compared to, you know, things in this world that have been named a great wonder in the world. Places like Taj Mahal. Yeah, that's right. I know we've talked about it on other shows I'd like to talk about this from the perspective of community development. Nick just kind of highlighted for all of us in his Mindset 5 points with point number two and point number three. Talking about the necessity to kind of put things out of balance and look towards the future and really have your eye on that when it comes to community development and in a strategic fashion. So when a state that has boasted to the nation that it is broke... It has gotten away with paying IOUs to its police department and such, a state which is not necessarily at the forefront of America's education, has invested over $578 million in an installation that is compared to the Taj Mahal. Of course, the people helped vote for some of this uh, whole operation that took place there. $578 million seems like a lot of cash, don't you think? $578 million that is a ton of money the question from a community development standpoint is how much are we investing in terms of teachers in the state of California how much are we actually investing into the educational model I would love for them to invest $578 million to maybe reconceptualize the educational model in America the point is that they're not doing that they're not doing that at all so big mistake because what they're doing is trying to kind of put a nice facade on a very lax educational system how do you feel about that if in el paso we were to develop you know this mausoleum uh something huge to the to education at the tune of 578 million dollars how would you feel about that particularly in los angeles or the city of Los Angeles, wherever way you want to pronounce it. It is the number one largest school district in the nation. Number one. So, with such a large school district, you'd think that you could probably redistribute that money in such a way that allows for the development of teachers, particularly in areas that don't do so well on the test. Remember the movie Stand and Deliver? Remember the movie Stand and Deliver? A lot of people say that not much has changed since the days of Stand and Deliver in Los Angeles. You don't believe me? Just read some of the commentary on the Internet, on blogs, regarding the $578 million facility. It's great that you have a great facility, but what good is a facility if the teachers are garbage? What good is a facility if the... State continues to say, well, we're broke. We're really, we really can't afford much of anything else. Big, big mistake. Now let's talk about mistakes within our own community as well. Do you think it's a mistake or do you think it's a triumph? The city of El Paso has just voted to spend $18.5 million on this new garbage way of disposing. The city was faced with a decision, either be paid, I repeat, be paid $2.5 million a year by a private company to take care of all of the, you know, uh, commercial waste in El Paso. Or, or, have the city invest $18.5 million in reopening McCombs and also taking more stuff out to Clint. Well, instead of being paid, the city chose against the advice of you know the administrators at city hall they against their advice chose to spend 18.5 million dollars is this a mistake or is this a triumph we could talk about it some more you can give us a call 915-880-4376 i'd like to know how you feel about this particular thing let's go straight to brady brady welcome to the show what's on your mind
9: uh, yes, sir. On that high school in Los Angeles, you, uh, you're aware. That the young, obviously oh, stupid. I apologize. The earthquake, Northridge. mm mm-hmm. It was built, uh, and the plans that had to be designed. One, you know, to withstand a, a certain type of earthquake, which was over six. The second thing is, it's a dual purpose. It's there if they have an earthquake. It should be standing, and it will serve for first responders to be able to bring people into the high school to take care of them, you know, if and when that that terrible tragedy happens. And I know it's nice to spend, you know, and say, well, we just blew all this money on a high school, but there's other facts and other things that go along with that, and, you know, it's just but, that, that needs to get out.
1: Okay, but Brady, I mean, okay, understood. Uh, you're bringing up the fact that uh, this school is built to withstand earthquakes and is going to serve our first responders. Do you think, however, that... Uh, the tune of five hundred and seventy eight million dollars is what it takes to build a school that is, you know, sustainable or withstandable to earthquakes.
9: Yes, sir, for the one that they the, the one they planned. My son's an architect and my other's an engineer and they helped develop the plans on that thing. And that thing is built to stand quite a bit. And that's that's a whole a whole lot of the other things that were went into and it was started the development was right along the time they had the Northridge quake.
1: Well, listen, I got to so run it, to a break here, but I'll definitely okay, give you my you. comments right after Bye the break. No. Thank you for the call, Brady. He brings up a point. You'll get my response after the break. <laughs>
0: This is KHRO El Paso Talk Radio 1150 AM, your CNN radio news source.
10: CNN Radio, I'm Stan Case. U.S. forces in Iraq have reached a milestone. Deputy National Security Advisor John Brennan says the number of American troops has dropped below 50,000 for the first time since the war started. This reaches the goal that was set by the President last February as part of his
8: efforts to responsibly draw down our forces from Iraq and transition to Iraqi security forces.
10: The responsibility for security in that country. Mm-hmm. The remaining troops will now switch to an advise and assist role. Could be a long haul for 33 miners trapped in a mine in Chile. Experts believe it could take four months to get them out. Officials say the challenge will be to keep them healthy until rescuers can reach them. Its primary day in five states in Arizona, Senator John McCain faces a strong challenge from former Congressman J.D. Hayworth. Stocks ended sharply lower after a dismal report on sales of existing homes. At the close, the Dow was down about 134 points and the Nasdaq fell nearly 30 6 The most trusted name in news this is CNN Radio
11: Looking for a better savings rate? Check out the online savings account from Ally Bank. It has a rate among the most competitive in the country. And because there are no monthly fees, no minimums, and no fine print, we can skip the super fast string of conditions at the end. Give us a try and let us show you why Kiplinger's Personal Finance awarded us Best Savings Account of 2009. Call 877-247-ALLY or go to AllyBank.com. Ally. Straightforward. Member
7: FDIC. See? No disclaimers. No disclaimers. Come into the Home Depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty. Get exclusive Martha Stewart Living or Platinum Plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just $37. You'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way. We're lowering the cost of going barefoot. Thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, U.S. only. See
10: store for details, exclusions, and license numbers.
6: Technician from SafeLight Auto Glass.
10: Torn up roads can cause big problems for windshields. My last customer ignored a small chip on his, drove over a pothole, and crack! If only he called us sooner. When a chip's small, we can usually repair it in just a half hour with our state-of-the-art resin. A Safe Light repair is so reliable, we guarantee it for life. And with most insurance plans, there's no cost to you.
6: Call SafeLight at 1-800-800-2727. SafeLight Repair, Safe Light Replace.
7: Now at the Home Depot, four packs of EcoSmart CFL bulbs are just five eighty-five dollars each. We're lowering the cost of maintaining your home so you can save on everyday essentials you need every day and have a big impact on your home without making a big dent in your budget. You can start now with four packs of EcoSmart CFL bulbs, just five eighty-five dollars each. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot, U.S. only.
10: Being in touch with your community, that's what sets apart the local news leader from the rest. That's why Univision 26 Cable Channel 2 continues to be the number one choice for news at 5 and 10 p.m. More local stories, covering stories that affects you and your community. Three states, two countries, from Fabens to Las Cruces, and the only El Paso station with full news operations in Juarez, covering what's happening on both sides of the border. No English language station can come close. Univision 26, for 25 years, the number one source for better local coverage. News, education, health, all the news you need to know in Espanol at your fingertips. www.kint.com. More local news, more national and international news, sports and local weather, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at kint.com. The new source for information in Espanol on the web. The only local news website in Espanol covering news from throughout the borderland, both sides of the border. The new kint.com, your source for better local coverage.
8: Notre Dame football from ISB Sports. What a throw by He's in the great you'll ever see for Notre Dame. He's, in. He's inside the 20, inside the 10. He's in for a touchdown as the Irish get quickly. Irish football begins September 4th. Hi, this is Don Cricky, voice of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, reminding you to catch Notre Dame football this season on KHRO
0: Talk Radio 1150. El Paso. For America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector
1: H. Lopez.
0: Just the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150.
1: Got a call from Brady here. You can give us a call and respond to his comments, 915 880 And uh, Brady said, you know, Hector, I really take issue with the fact that you're uh, targeting as a big mistake the uh, school in Los Angeles that cost $578 million to build. The way he framed his excuse to the uh, L.A. Unified School District was, hey, look, this is going to be a place that's going to serve for first responders in the event of an earthquake that should have a magnitude of over six on the Richter scale. Look, Brady, I understand what you're saying and the fact that uh, we need to build buildings in California that are, uh, you know, that can sustain the hit of an earthquake. I understand that. However, I am pretty sure we could build a building or a set of buildings that would not be as costly that could sustain an earthquake. Hasn't California been building homes and buildings, even skyscrapers that can sustain earthquakes long before the building of this particular school? Brady, check this out. This complex follows on the heels of two other L.A. schools that are among the nation's costliest schools ever built. You don't believe me? Look it up. Edward R. Roival Learning Center cost $377 million to build. That opened in 2008. The Visual and Performing Arts High School that debuted uh, in 2009 cost Two hundred and thirty two million dollars to build. And of course, the very recent unveiling of this one is five hundred seventy eight million dollars a year. Now, these pricey schools are coming during a sensitive period of time in our nation's school system. Overall, not only the state of California school system, but overall, nearly 3000 teachers have been laid off over the past 2 years. So what do we want to be doing? Giving a better quality education or just a better facility? They have to go hand in hand. Remember the mindset 5 that Nick Byers just brought up? Community development is about balancing things out strategically for the future, including cuts including building of buildings that, you know, could be used for the purposes that are needed, but certainly not at that tune. Not only have 3,000 teachers been laid off over the past two years, the academic, uh, over the past two academic years, but how many, how many academic and, and, uh, and, and other programs, extracurricular programs, have been slashed from our budgets? I mean, we just went through the whole debate of the TRI here in El Paso. And we're engaging in a new type of debate now with the county as they proceed with their attempt or with what looks like is going to be their, their successful voting uh, to hike our, our taxes. The point is, Brady, while I understand the need to, you know, serve our first responders in a time of need when and if an earthquake comes at a six on the Richter scale, but really for 578 million dollars? That is the problem I have with government today. Government doesn't run like a business, and sometimes, at some point yesterday, I heard someone on this station go, "Well, you know, you can't run this these governments like a business." Well, see, there's a problem in not being able to run our governments like a business. You know, every time you get a budget in government, because I've worked in government, every official will do whatever it takes to spend. As much as they can of that budget, and then try to spend even a little bit more to prove that they need more, a bigger budget. In business, you don't do that. In business, you try to save every dime, every penny, and try to get the most done, the bigger bang for your buck. I'm sorry, but $578 million is not the bigger bang for your buck. It's not, Brady. And you talked about your son, the architect. I'm sure he's a great architect. But let me give you this quote here. Mary Filardo, executive director of the 21st Century School Fund in Washington, D.C., which promotes urban school construction in places like Los Angeles, said, and I quote, Architects and builders love this kind of stuff, meaning building expensive buildings, Brady. But there's a little bit of lack of discipline with the architects and builders. I'm sorry, but I still have not been convinced that this is somehow a big triumph for education. A facility means jack when you don't have the teachers. When the state government continues to threaten paying with IOUs to government employees. When the state government cannot guarantee that they will still keep the same number of teachers in their schools. When the same government continuously is ranked not too well when it comes to education in the state of California. I'm sorry. But that is a big mistake in my book. Let's talk about our community here in El Paso. Our city council officials today, today... Voted to spend eighteen point5 million dollars on this new garbage collection endeavor for corporate garbage. What they had to choose was, should we get paid 2.5 million dollars by a company and uh, in, in increase in that fashion, or should we invest 18.5 to reopen McCombs and uh, get uh, more out to Clint? in terms of garbage you can read the uh, information on the times it's being uh, reported as we speak because that decision happened today i'm not going to call it a mistake quite yet although i'm leaning that way what do you think about this el paso 18.5 million dollars spending that amount instead of being paid 2.5 is that good for you What do you think about this? A lot of city council people are saying that this is an investment towards the future. Do you believe that? Give us a call, 915-880-4376, as we continue to discuss big mistakes throughout our show today. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is the fact that today is a big day, and still in the context of community development, in the context of looking towards the future, to our political leadership for great ideas. Today's primary day in some pivotal states, and we also have a good friend to this show, Ruben Gallego, running for state rep out in Arizona. I have uh, some uh, some some contacts out there to him, and we're going to try and get him on at some point, either tomorrow or later this week, uh, to either talk to us about his victory, which it looks possible, or or, of course, his defeat if he is not to succeed tonight. But there is a lot of big races going out there. The big race that's concerning me is John McCain. John McCain seems like he's going to win. He's getting a, a, He was getting a run for his money from J.D., uh, but, uh, you know, J.D. has kind of fallen behind. And in a time when people were, were, were already saying, look, we're, we need new leadership, we need new vision, we need people that are going to look at the development of our community into the future in a different way, we need people that are going to look at immigration in a different way, because, you know, immigration is a hot topic in Arizona. They're, it seems that trends are pointing to John McCain being reelected. I I don't understand the Arizona electorate when it comes to this. I mean, either pull the trigger or stop talking. Because, you know, everybody talks a good talk about how they do not like John McCain. I mean, his his polls were miserable. Oh, but now it seems like he's going to win. Now it seems like he's going to win. I'll be watching primary night tonight, will you? It's a big, big day in terms of our future. If we reelect incumbents, then what are we saying about strategic community development in such a way that brings in a, a new way of thinking like uh, Nick Bias was talking about today in his mindset five? I don't know. Folks, you can give us a call, 915-880-4376. Those are our numbers. We have open lines. Let's go straight to Bill. Bill, welcome to the show. Good morning, Good afternoon, Hector. Good afternoon, Bill. What's up?
12: Hey, I just heard you talk uh, commenting on flow control. I wanted to give you my take on it. It's an issue I've been working on. Please, been working please, on for quite a, quite a while. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, uh, I don't, I, as you know, I hardly ever disagree uh, with City Council. On this this one, I think they did the right thing. Alex Smith of Environmental Services has been studying this issue. Hector, there's a, there's some things you may not know.
1: Please okay. tell me, and that's why I okay. said I'm on the fence on this one. I'm leaning towards it being a big mistake, but tell me how this is a big triumph. Well, I, I
12: think they made the, the right decision. I didn't go to city council. Uh, you know, they did re- reject the Waste, waste Connections offer when, like, two weeks, two, three, two, three weeks ago, at the $2.5 million. But yeah, as you know, all the commercial trash goes and has been since J.L. Stewart opened up the New Max landfill, which is now uh, Camino Real uh since uh Emma costa was solid waste director, all the commercial waste in a sweetheart deal was sent there. The city has always used to take care of their own trash. Okay. Seventy per, seventy to eighty percent of waste connections volume at that dump comes from the city of El Paso, the race the rest of the Maquila waste. Okay, number three. Uh, there's a huge environmental justice issue because the little town the town of the city of sullen Park which is about 10, 15,000 people has been taking on all the commercial waste. They shut down the medical waste incinerator that Mr. Stewart, when he had uh, when he had the New Mexico landfill there, they shut that down with the New Mexico Environment Department. Uh, I, working with uh, others in the Sunland Park grassroots environmental group, Hector, uh, because we we worked so hard. I, I didn't do that much, but a lot of others did in the in the hearing process for their renewal of their permit. They all and, and opposed it they only got a one-year permit Mm -hmm. so that's what started the flow control in El Paso is when they only got a one-year permit instead of a 15-year extension El Paso had to start planning they had no choice they couldn't be left without a place to put their commercial waste and not have it ready yes it's very very expensive as you can see 15.5 million to open up new landfill to buy new trucks to hire people but there's a lot of money a lot of money in collection of commercial waste. There's not hardly any money. You probably just break in even in collection of household waste. But when you have big bins, big commercial accounts, there's a lot of money. This is why. And all that money is being taken out of El Paso, and it's being taken to California where Waste Connections uh, headquarters is. So all that money leaves. All those workers can still be hired at the McCombs landfill or wherever. Now, I do think there is an environmental justice question wherever that comes to them. Over there in Chaparral, they've got three dumps over there, okay? And that's where the Macomb landfill is, right on the border. And, of course, the Clint landfill has problems. So wherever you put this thing, it's going to be a problem. But I do think El Paso needs to take care of their own solid waste and not be dumping it on someone else the city of Summon Park just doesn't want it the people have been fighting it for 20 plus years
1: well bill you know you're the first one to kind of bring in an educated argument in here i mean i think you're doing the job of the elected officials because i i, I haven't heard as much from them as you know you're you're certainly shedding a lot more light to me than even uh what's being talked about in the paper tell me this how, do you think if you're if you're saying i mean and i you're you're saying that you're making the statement that you feel that there's a lot more money to be gained by the city in commercial waste sure. collection, so d- would you argue then that we're going to make our money back in in the short in the short term uh, of eighteen point well, five million in
12: ter- not in the very short term, but definitely a Paso will make money now the city's not in the profit making business but it's definitely not a money make losing op- uh, operation they they're, 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 they're going to be making they're going to start making, actually turning a profit. Like I said, there's a lot of money in commercial waste. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, and, and yes, it's very expensive to develop a new landfill. You know, that, there's a the multi-million dollar uh, permitted landfills with liners and, and monitoring wells, and you're going to have to buy trucks. That's a real expensive thing. Yeah, to All the right, tune but, of $18.5 however, the, the million. Tipping fees, the tipping fees are very large, too. And just like if El Paso took over the electric company, Hector, it would be very expensive to buy out the electric company. Cost hundreds and hundreds of millions, but still, they start making money. You know, and that's what the city. I think the city should also consider that at some point they have the chance to. So, yeah, I think. In answer to your question, they're going to be definitely making money. I don't know what year it is, but it's not going to take that many years for them to start actually making money from their
1: investments what about the argument bill that uh, you know the, the, these kinds of services belong in the private sector uh, that these kinds of services are better if they're privatized because it, it yields for competition uh, it allows for you know the, the, the competition to uh, lead to a, a, a lower price for the, the you know the, the ultimate buyer of these services and the fact that uh, privatizing also creates jobs in a community what about that argument
12: well, they're going to be creating the same job, the same In fact, the same people that are driving trucks for El Paso Disposal will probably be applying over there with Ellen Smith and Environmental Services. And uh, I, I don't really buy into the argument that they can do it cheaper. I think the city of El Paso will be doing it. They have opportunity to do it even cheaper because, again, the city's not supposed to be turning a profit. They just want to break even. So, you know, if it's not a profit-making business, which uh, you know i think they have the opportunity to make profit i think that they'll at least at the very minimum hectare have at least, they can match uh, el paso disposal or waste connections price or probably even have a cheaper price for for commercial waste and one more thing uh, at presently there's no recycling of commercial waste at way at at the communal landfill uh, to save landfill space and make money they'll start recycling start a recycling program and then Potential, I think in the future they'll start doing waste-to-energy projects such as methane, which Waste Connection has a small project for methane to energy, and, of course, the other projects to create energy from the waste that we produce. So I think taking a lot of this uh, waste out of the waste stream by, by um, recycling is a good thing. You don't make a lot of money off the sales of the, uh, of the material, but you, where you do make your money is the saving of landfill space. You you save a lot of money by taking that out of the waste stream and and creating less uh, landfill space.
1: Last argument, Bill, and I think you've you've done a great job in in kind of highlighting what what, uh, the side in favor of the city council decision today uh, has to say about the matter. That's why I'm asking the questions that I am. What about those that will say, "Hey, look, um, it's great that uh, you know you're, you're mentioning all these points, but at the end of the day, these this this situation threatens an increase in taxes for all El Pasoans rather than just putting the contract out to bid. And if if it's recycling that you want, you could get that through an ordinance uh, requiring businesses that are involved in." Garbage collection to uh, you know have recycling services within to within their you know portfolio in order to be able to uh, to service the El Paso area. I mean you can get that through an ordinance and if you did maintain it within the private sector then it wouldn't threaten an increase in taxes on the on the sheer you know costs of taking this endeavor on through through government. How how do you respond to that?
12: I don't think there will be an increase in taxes. What they'll do. To uh, for for this what is it twenty million dollars what what they say eighteen
1: point seven yeah
12: eighteen point seven they'll issue bonds and the bonds will be paid out by the collection of of solid waste and the the tipping fees from when it when it comes in and and on the recycling issue I don't think I'm not sure if they could force a company in New Mexico that's dumping in New Mexico to start a recycling program in New Mexico I don't think they could you say if they left it over there.
1: Well, we appreciate your thoughts and comments, Bill. I'm still on the fence on this one. I'm not sure if to call it a mistake or a triumph, but I appreciate your commentary.
12: Well, I'm happy, and we've been studying this and working on it for years, and I'll be happy to. In fact, I actually offered Paul to... To bring in the the head of Lace Connections and have an educated debate right on the live radio. I That'd be would
1: great. Be, that would be yeah. great. I think it's a I think it's an issue to study a bit further, and I think it's an issue that deserves more attention than what the El Paso Times is currently giving it. I mean, over the course of the last month, uh, we've only had two articles on the matter, and uh, you know, we I think we need more than two articles on this matter because it's a it's a pretty hefty price. Yeah, like
12: I said, I don't know. I I don't. I, lately, I haven't been agreeing very much with. City Council, I think they made a lot of big, big, big mistakes. Big mistakes. But on this one, this one, yeah. I, 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 for whatever reason, for whatever reason they did it, it might not have been a good reason, but I think they're, they're, they're smart to do it. And I think, and I'll, I'll agree with Ellen Smythe that the city needs to take care of its own
1: Thank you, thank you, Bill, for the call. We always appreciate it, folks. He dialed nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six. I I will take all sorts of points of views. Uh, you you understand that? You've gotten to know me about that. Um, I'm still I'm still not sure because you know me. I tend to be fiscally conservative, and I'm not sure how how this is getting to that end. I mean, uh, threatening the tax base the way it is, uh, threatening uh, the the amount of uh, you know the amount of of potential that this could affect our fiscal future when it comes to government matters i mean you're eroding a tax base that you can tax uh within our own city uh within our own vicinity community if it, it's sunland park obviously that doesn't go into the state of texas or the city of el paso a lot of the taxes that they pay but it still goes into the quality of life in our major metropolitan area it's still on the fence on this let's go to the phone lines again 915 knox welcome to the show what's up knox long time no here
13: Hey, Hector, I t- I'm telling you what. First of all, I'd like to see the city's business plan because I'm telling you what I think happened. I don't think
1: they have a business they saw plan, a company
13: making, They saw a company making money.
1: Uh huh.
13: And they thought this would be an easy way to take over and make money. But they're making money, Hector, because they're experts in this field. Yeah. You know, we just went through all these services where we talked about what is the responsibility of the city. Yeah. Running we did. commercial garbage is not the responsibility of the city.
1: I just, you know, I, I know. Where I've lived in the past, Knox, and and where I've lived in the past, you know, even even uh, even personal collection from homes uh, is not a a government was not a government run endeavor. I mean, I, I've lived in the Northeast. I've I've lived uh, in various other places from Philadelphia to D.C. to I mean, different places. I, I just you know, I I get worried that that we're making the wrong mistake, uh, the, the wrong decision, rather because again it's it's eroding a tax base i mean if you're trying to build a tax base of of paying corporations to build a quality of life and and develop your community in that fashion. Taking away this big piece from the private sector erodes that tax base, and it, it threatens the financial stability into the future, if you're right. If the expertise isn't there to run this properly, and and, and all of a sudden this whole situation becomes a nightmare, who are they going to come to at the end of the day they're in order to make things? Taxes. They're going to come back it, to us. And it, and it I get
13: one thing, oh, I'm sorry, one of the things we have said, when you don't have to earn the money, it's easy to spend it. I mean, for example, right now, there's a lot of things we would love to do, and I-, I love Bill's compassion, but trust me, the city's not doing this to be environmentally friendly. They think there's a way for them to make money. Mm. But let me also say this, uh, and you hit it exactly right, if this doesn't work out, they're going to come back to us, they're going raise, to raise fees on us, they're going to raise taxes on us, and th- that's what they're going to do. But again, if right now we're arguing over a million dollars for the police contract, where's this $18 million going to come from right now? I mean, there's a lot of things we would like to do as a city, but sometimes it's just like you and me at our houses, Hector. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a lot of things you'd like to do, but when you don't have the money, you don't have the money.
1: Yeah. You know, um... It, it, let me just mention, I know, I know the city manager, Joyce Wilson, has been under fire, Knox. I want to mention this with you on the air. She's been under fire by a lot of people, including myself and, and, and others, um, just at the way things have been handled over at the city. But but this is the city manager's take on the matter. She said, uh, city manager Joyce Wilson seemed frustrated that the council rejected uh, the Waste Connection's offer. offer. Uh, it would have been in lieu of significant capital investment, uh, Wilson said, adding that private companies could operate all landfills and possibly save the city money i don't know that government should be uh the one expanding business in this area this was what uh you know our own city manager said not too long ago on the 11th of this month i i mean if you have the city manager saying this and then you have people that have been critical of the city manager in the past like myself being leaning towards this being a big mistake you know i don't I, I wanna Bill made some excellent points and I appreciate Bill's call, but I, I still wanna know what what council was thinking. You know, I, I, I don't that, understand the what, logic. The logic is, is key here.
13: Hector, that's what I'm saying, and unfortunately and I understand Bill's situation, but this is not for an environmentally friendly. I would love before this goes forward, I believe the city council should produce to the citizens a business plan. Here's where the money's coming from, here's how we're gonna run it, here's where we're gonna return our investment. Because again, this is a case where it's these bunch of yahoos on city council think they see a company making money, and they said, "Hey, why not us?" Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, again,
13: I, it's like many things. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it.
1: Well, it's 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 interesting. The I, I want to know more about the logic. I mean, you got bits and pieces by. Again, two articles from the El Paso Times that I can find on, on the issue and, uh, you know, little snippets from Steve Ortega and, and Susie Bird, but nothing, in, uh, not enough to certainly know the logic behind this in, in their minds. If they want to give us a call, please feel free, 915 Or if you, you know, know the VIP number, which all you elected officials do, just call the VIP line. Let us know your logic. Again, I'm on the fence on this one. Knox, we appreciate the call.
13: All right, Hector, take it
1: easy. Thank you for calling 915 folks. Talking about a big day, the fact that today's a big day in terms of uh, political primaries. It's a Tuesday primary in Arizona amongst a handful of other states that is going to really begin to give us an indicator as to how Americans feel about incumbents. I'm beginning to get a little shocked just knowing the polling data that is out there saying... America hates incumbents but then seeing that John McCain they win again I mean contradictory don't you think we'll be back talking about big day big mistakes and also uh, big news coming from NASA we'll talk about that in the second hour we'll be back
8: Notre Dame football SP what a throw by He's in. The great pass plays you'll for the by Notre Dame. He's inside the 20, inside the 10. He's in for a touchdown as the Irish get quickly. Irish
0: football begins September 4th.
8: Hi, this is Don Crickie, voice of the Fighting Irish
0: of Notre Dame, reminding you to catch Notre Dame football this season. On KHRO Talk Radio 1150. This is KHRO El Paso, talk radio 1150 AM, your CNN radio news
14: source. CNN Radio, I'm Shelby Lynn. Another recall to tell you about, it's our top story this hour. A deli meat processed at a plant in Buffalo could be contaminated with the listeria bacteria.
6: Listeria is an exceptionally nasty bacterium that grows at refrigerated temperatures.
14: That's Marion Nessel, a professor at NYU and a food safety expert. The meat under recall has been sold in Walmart stores nationwide. The FDA is still investigating a massive egg recall over Salmonella contamination as well. Voters in five states are going to the polls today to cast primary ballots: Arizona, where Senator John McCain is facing his toughest re-election battle in decades; Florida, Alaska, Vermont, and Oklahoma. CNN contributor John Avlon has a prediction on the winners and losers.
10: But its independent voters are going. To be the deciders in the fall, no question.
14: Existing home sales fell by 27 percent last month, according to the National Association of Realtors. Analysts blame the drop on the expiration of the first-time home buyer's tax credit, but Kathy Fetke, CEO of RealWealthNetwork.com, says it's also very difficult to qualify for a mortgage right now.
6: The lending standards have really taken a huge pendulum swing. And, you know, it used to be too easy. Now it's just too difficult to get a loan.
14: Stocks take a dip today with the Dow sinking 134 points after the worse-than-expected home sales report. The U.S. is offering major economies like China and India help in developing shale gas. It's a rapidly growing sector in North America. And U.S. officials are billing it as a clean energy alternative to coal. David Goldwyn is with the State Department.
11: Countries around the world need diversity of energy supply. There are countries with millions of people, in fact, tens and some hundreds of millions of people, without access to electricity services.
14: Some 20 nations participated in a two day meeting in Washington on shale gas. For news anytime, go to CNN.com. This is CNN Radio.
11: Get a rate that's among the most competitive in the country with the online savings account from Ally Bank. Your money will work harder and with no minimum balances and no monthly fees to eat away at your earnings. It's no surprise Kiplinger's personal finance voted it best savings account of 2009. Give us a try and let us show you how banking should be. Call us at 877-247-ALLY or go to AllyBank.com. Ally, straightforward. Member FDIC. FDIC.
7: Come into the Home Depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty. Get exclusive Martha Stewart Living or Platinum Plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just $37. You'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way. We're lowering the cost of going barefoot thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, US only. See store for details,
15: exclusions, and license numbers. Wall Street tanked on more worries about the economic recovery. And this time, a disappointing housing report sparked those worries. Existing home sales plunged 27 percent to their lowest level in 15 years. Analysts blamed the end of the homebuyer's tax credit. Now, the Dow Industrials dipped below the 10,000 mark. Before rebounding slightly, the index, though, still tumbled 134 points. The Nasdaq dropped 36. The S&P 500 fell 15 points. Both the Dow and S&P suffered their fourth straight losing sessions as well. Barnes & Noble, a loser, too, shedding 2%. The country's largest bookstore chain posted a $62 million loss in the past quarter due to money needed for its legal expenses. Uh, But Barnes & Noble's revenue was up sharply thanks to growth in its online bookstore and its Nook e-book reader. I'm Steve Orr from the newsroom at MarketWatch.com.
4: This is my parents' Mercedes M-Class, but it won't always be, if you know what I mean.
15: When you own a certified
5: pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, chances are they'll own it one day, too. Because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models. Every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile... Those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio.
4: I can't wait to drive this.
5: Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event, now through August 31st. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned.
6: See dealer or call 1-800-4-MERCEDES for complete program, including certified pre-owned, limited warranty, and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified for advertised APR and are subject to prior credit approval. Looking
11: for a better savings rate? Check out the online savings account from Ally Bank. It has a rate among the most competitive in the country. And because there are no monthly fees, no minimums, and no fine print, we can skip the super fast string of conditions at the end. Give us a try and let us show you why Kiplinger's Personal Finance awarded us Best Savings Account of 2009. Call 877-247-ALLY or go to AllyBank.com. Ally. Straightforward.
7: Remember FDIC. See? No disclaimers. No disclaimers into the Home Depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty. Get exclusive Martha Stewart Living or Platinum Plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just $37. You'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way. We're lowering the cost of going barefoot thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, US only. See store for details, exclusions, and license numbers.
16: It's easy to take your world for granted. Most days go by without a whole lot of surprises. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if everything familiar becomes anything but? Would you be prepared? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council.
17: <clears throat> Hello, of teenagers. If you don't mind, I'm only going to broadcast this out of the speaker on the passenger side so we can talk without the driver listening in. Okay, now that we're alone, we can talk about your friend's driving. It's okay, he can't hear us. Now, I'd never say this to his face, but he might be the worst driver in the history of the world. You should say something, something witty. Uh, Make a joke about the airbag or something. Hearses are funny, too. You could make a joke about hearses. I better say something to the driver real quick so he doesn't get suspicious that we're talking about him. Ah, still talking to the passenger. Not about you at all. Just going to be one more minute. He is totally going to get you killed. Find other interesting ways to speak up against reckless driving by visiting our website at speakuporelse.com. Because it doesn't matter what you say. Just say something. Brought to you by the Ad Council and speakuporelse.com.
18: From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach, but what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky, the eaters of men he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council.
6: Janine Marks, a 12-year-old, was fairly normal. She spent a lot of time online. One day, she met a new friend. The new friend had the same problems at home. They liked the same bands. They worried about the same subjects in school. They promised to keep each other's secrets. They wished they went to the same junior high. The new friend had good news. He said he was going to be in Janine's area one Saturday. He thought it would be amazing if they could just hang out, go to the mall. Janine agreed. The new friend didn't want parents messing this up. Janine showed up alone. So did her new friend, who wasn't in junior high wasn't nice, and wasn't a 14-year-old boy. Every day, children are sexually solicited online. Help delete online predators. Call 1-800-THE-LOST or visit Cybertipline.com to learn how to protect your kids' online life. A message from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Ad Council.
3: Gentlemen, El Paso for America. This is
0: huge. With your host Hector H. Lopez, Talk Radio
19: 1150.
1: Talking about the future here uh with. the uh you know, Abel Rodriguez here with the station talking about future potential for KHR and the like. I always get excited when we when we talk about those kinds of things. Um, interesting day today. Interesting day today. Big day. Tuesday primaries in Arizona. Also, big news. Here is a big news that I've been kind of teasing for the first hour. NASA is getting ready to unveil uh, some new information that actually came forth from its research prior to being cut (laughs) you know as you know uh, President Barack Obama has significantly cut the um, the the NASA budget which I I think was a mistake again when we talk about fiscal responsibility I always talk about fiscal responsibility with an eye towards the future and I feel that NASA is certainly one of those eyes on the future that allow us to develop our potential for the future and certainly should not be cut to the level that it was cut uh, by the Obama administration that being said I think oh, oh, the NASA the NASA folks are, are coming with a lot of proof in the pudding this coming Thursday. Uh, rumor is out, and uh, people are now reporting that NASA will be unveiling uh, a new finding. It seems that we are closer than we thought to a brand-new solar system. It seems that we are closer than we thought to a brand-new solar system that includes five planets. Um, five planets brand new new sun brand new uh closer than we think and uh this will be unveiled in detail by nasa it seems on thursday that's huge news that is uh, that is a big find i i can't really begin to describe how big of a find that is a uh, brand new solar system with five new planets uh being you know closer than 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 many people think and uh just Kind of boggles the mind that after all this time that we've been here sitting in space, we can still make finds like those. And uh, five new planets—that's something. That's something big. I wonder what the names are going to be. I wonder what kind of uh, new scientific data that will yield. I wonder what the makeup of those planets are. Uh, you know, I don't know much about um, astronomy or or you know physics or any of that. You know, kind of realm other than what I hear on the Discovery Channel. (laughs) But uh, it does pique the imagination. It does pique, you know, thought in terms of what's next and and the potential that we could have in terms of space exploration. And it does make the case, it does make the case that, uh, you know what, we should, we absolutely should be considering expanding our horizons and and expanding the budget for NASA when it comes to space exploration. A find like this that will be unveiled on Thursday is a pretty big find. 915 is our number. We've also not only been talking about the big day, that is the Tuesday primaries, uh, the big news that is going to be unveiled by NASA, but also big mistakes. And uh, we were talking about the $578 million school. Uh, we're also talking about the whole garbage situation here in the city, which I am still on the fence about. Uh, if you want to call in and kind of give us your points of view, you certainly can. And uh, my good friend Herman is on the lines, and I'm pretty sure he's going to call to defend President Obama when it comes to NASA because I just knocked on President Obama. Herman, welcome to the show. What's going on?
19: Coincidence, man. <laughs> put
1: you know, these, coincidence, people, yeah. these
19: people are going to put out to 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 uh, pick up garbage, but now they got they got this big deal going on. You know, five new planets. Where, uh, where were they all the time? Yeah. Huh? Uh, where uh, were these planets all the time? You know, I heard I heard either the moon or the sun is shrinking. Uh, I, I believe they, uh, it was the moon that was shrinking, you know. But uh, you know, th- this is a coincidence, man. These guys are—you uh, know—they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're trying to—they're uh, trying to keep their jobs, you know. That's all—that's all there is to that. You no, know, there's no big news, you know. Why haven't they cut after thirty years? They come up with this baloney about five new planets. Give me a break, man. You don't believe it? No, sir. No, sir.
1: I mean, you don't. don't, It's it's, uh, if it's even if it's scientifically provable, Herman, you're not going to believe it.
19: No, no why, you know, if these planets have been there all this time, you know, how come they haven't come forward with it?
1: It's a pretty big space, you know. Right now, we right have. Now. I don't know if you've heard the, that line from from Armageddon when uh, the president asks uh, <laughs> some person in, in NASA, well, why didn't you catch this asteroid coming uh, to the United States? And the guy responds, well, we have a uh, something like a $500 million budget and it's a pretty big-ass, you know, space. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I mean it's a big space it's huge it's yes, it is. it's yes, so it is. you of course you can miss things herman sure. i mean uh, I'm I, not I, I don't hard. know why you're knocking a big find like this i mean this is a human, this is a huge triumph for for humanity in terms of uh, you know exploration potential it's for the future in,
19: it's a time in hector you know after 30 years 40 years of moon ex- uh, of exploration and now that uh, jobs are going to be cut this this new uh, developing
1: development comes out okay I le- think let's let's okay let's be let's be a little more scientific about all this okay. this this data is coming forth from a probe they sent out into space that was examining new frontiers from space uh, this probe did not make it out into the position that it's in right now until Right now, so unless you're saying that the conspiracy dates back to the days when this probe was launched, I mean, I, I don't know how your argument holds water. I mean, it's th- this is a big triumph for for the country, first of all, uh, because no other country has discovered these planets either. And
19: what are we going to do with these planets, uh, Hector?
1: Well, what do you think we would do with oh, these uh, planets? Well,
19: I'm asking. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, 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 I'm not scientific. I, I don't know nothing. The only reason I'm breaking this up is the timing. What a coincidence, you know? But well, what I, are they going to do with the new planets?
1: You know, the, the you existence know? of new planets brings a huge new piece of data for us to examine and into the future, maybe even explore, but for the time being it directly has an impact on all sorts of things. I'm like you Herman, I don't understand science in depth, but what I have been told is that this can impact our ways of thinking when it comes to physics, our ways of thinking when it comes to uh, the formation of planets, our theories running as to the formation of the universe, the formation of of planets like our very own, the possibility of life into the future, uh, things such as like The string theory and all sorts of other theories that exist when it comes to physics. I don't know much about this. If there's a physicist out there uh, listening in or an astronomer of some sort, hey, give us a call. I'd like to get more information. But this yields a huge new piece of data for us that we never knew about, Uh, Herman. It's pretty big. What have we we done done with all the
19: different planets? They're out there. And fine, you know, the only one we'd mess around with is Mars. And then Pluto disappeared, or there's one of them that... Supposedly, uh, we've been we've been told that uh, it doesn't it got exist. Got downgraded.
1: It didn't. It's not that it doesn't exist. It got downgraded from the position of a planet. Anyways, Herman. And
19: I, anyway, the, the only reason I'm calling is because of the timing, and I believe it's a big coincidence to keep their jobs. You know, keep the keep the keep the keep the cow, giving its milk, and everybody's going to be happy.
1: <laughs> well, Herman. I wish you had a more positive outlook on life, brother. But you you know I always I always uh like chatting with you on the air. 915-880-4376. Scott, you're at the top of my list when we come back from the break. And folks, if you want to dial in, I got a couple phone lines open for you. 915-880-4376. You agree with Herman? This is all nonsense? Give me a call.
0: new source with CNBC Financial.
3: CNBC Radio. I'm Jed Lesher. The Dow lost 134 points and Nasdaq finished 36 points lower. Sales of previously occupied homes fell 27 percent last month to the lowest level in 15 years as the economy weakened. Home Depot and Lowe's fell about 2 percent on the news and building material supply maker Masco is down three and a half percent. Virgin Mobile is rolling out unlimited prepaid mobile broadband packages for $40 a month. The Sprint Nextel unit is getting into one of the fastest-growing segments of the business as people try to cut their monthly expenses. Burger King says its profits fell 16% in the last quarter. It blames the lack of people with jobs. The stocks fall. People are putting more of their money into bonds, which are thought to be safer. As a result, treasury prices are up. And Toshiba is working on a 3D TV that you can watch without using special glasses. No word yet on when the TV will be for sale. John Lesher, CNBC Radio.
4: This is my parents' Mercedes M-Class, but it won't always be, if you know what I mean.
5: When you own a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, chances are they'll own it one day, too, because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio.
4: I can't wait to drive this.
5: Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event, now through August 31st. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not Certified Pre-Owned.
6: See dealer or call 1-800-4-MERCEDES for complete program, including Certified Pre-Owned Limited Warranty and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified for advertised APR and are subject to prior credit approval.
2: Also
0: for America, this is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez, Talk Radio 1150.
1: We are back. We are talking about uh, big ideas, uh, big day today, big mistakes, as well as, well, Big news. Uh, I just mentioned the big news coming out of NASA, and of course, Herman's the first to dial, say, it's a bunch of nonsense, and uh, what is this going to do for us anyways, and this is all a conspiracy theory, to get the people to keep their jobs, let's just can everybody at NASA. Well, thanks, Herman, for such a forward-looking way of thinking. <laughs> uh, let's go straight to the phone line, see what other people think. Folks, you can call us, 915 Let's go to Scott. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey,
20: how you doing there? I'm
1: doing, I'm doing all right, Scott. What do you think all about right. all this?
20: I, I didn't catch it but uh I will listen uh and if you you know you you want to talk about it later. Sure. But I, I did want to talk to you about you know what we you were what you were talking about earlier, which is okay. education. Um I um you know, I am working on a masters right now in administration, but I originally had taken a big interest in instructional technology. Okay. The direction that I'm trying to go is, is uh um online learning and I, I think that there are certain um models of the uh, instructional design uh, and online learning, online curriculum that can be implemented in school districts. Uh, and if not uh, a charter school uh, and I want to get together with you and kind of put, put, put some ideas down and maybe, uh, you know, with your connections in the Americas in central and South America and in uh, across the country, um, I would be very, very, uh, uh, honored and um, appreciative uh, if uh, I could get together with you and maybe share some of my ideas, and maybe we can get something um, uh, moving forward. Sure in that direction now
1: let's, let's get together scott i mean uh, you know my wife is a uh, former educator as well she taught at an elite uh, prep school up in the northeast and she's been kind okay. of reserved about teaching here in, in el paso because there's so many hoops they they want her to jump through to just teach in public school after she taught at one of america's greatest uh, schools i mean it's it's just been a little bit of a of a headache but we both have a pretty big ideas when it comes to education and one of our closest friends uh is in the process of and i think i've mentioned this on the air before is in the process of opening a new network of uh, schools throughout the country now he's using the the charter school model but it is completely based on a on a brand new educational model uh my wife and i are super excited about it just because uh there is a possibility that uh, this network may choose to locate uh, either in Santa Teresa or in El Paso, although the ground is a little more fertile for charter schools in New Mexico as we speak. Nevertheless, I'd love to talk to you about this kind of stuff and uh, see yeah. how we could work together on it. Uh, just uh, shoot great. me an email. It's, my email is hhlopez at gmail.com.
20: Hhlopez at com.
1: Yeah, Scott. And uh, I, I'd love to get together with you. And if you want to, after we meet the first time, maybe we can even have uh, one of our, we're trying to do a uh, monthly roundtable discussions here in El Paso as well. Um, yeah. You know, last time we did it at Toro Burger. Hopefully this time around we can maybe do it around education. And after you and I, you know, get together maybe with, uh, I'll invite my wife to come down. You can invite some other friends. Um, we'll talk privately about education, then maybe we can have a round table with all the radio listeners at some point later this month.
20: Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, now how, do you, how are you able to travel? Uh, you know, that, um, that seems, in, you know, like very, very interesting. In uh, fact, you're able to be in Philadelphia and you're able to be in um, Puerto Rico and, and, and uh, you plan to go to Cuba?
1: Or... Yeah, well, well, we're still in the works on that. I can't promise that one yet. The reason I'm able to travel, Scott, is because of the nature of, of my of my nine-to-five, I mean, of of my real uh, position uh, in my real job. I mean, this is just an afternoon conversation that's done on a volunteer basis. I don't get paid a dime for this. Um, I am the associate vice president of the National Hispanic Institute. This is a national now international non-profit uh non-governmental type organization uh that it works with uh school districts at from the uh K through 12 level uh throughout uh the country as well as private schools and charter schools. See,
19: that's
20: something that's something that, I'm, that I'd love to get involved in because sure. I need, to, I, need to, I need to plug into that type of system find out what kind of opportunities are there for me because sure. the uh getting some kind of uh, federal uh, grant to to participate in maybe opening up this, uh, a charter school myself or at least working with some people that are doing it, such as yourself.
1: Well, we'd, I'd love to talk to you about it. You know, one of the neatest things about NHI, and I think the, uh, the way that... I'm
20: certified, by the way. I got three certifications. Oh,
1: that's great. Well, one yeah. of the neatest things, uh, Scott, about our organization, you mentioned grants, is that I think what has kept us alive all this time is that we've built this non-profit organization that is non-dependent on public funding. I mean, we do not, less than 3% of our uh revenue's operational or otherwise come from uh you know come from a government grant or, or even philanthropy. Uh, the way right. in which the organization works is that we we establish partnerships, genuine partnerships with uh, over 150 colleges and universities throughout not only the United States but in six other countries. Uh, we also establish uh, genuine partnerships with uh, school districts uh, that are public, of course, as well as charter schools and private schools, and we work with families to Select the best students that are available in these seven different countries in which we operate, and then we send them off to academic and leadership experiences where the parents contribute a piece and all of our other partners contribute a piece for that student to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. And our goal is to begin to groom our our future uh, leaders at, at an international level, while at the same time connect them to great academic opportunities, and we're 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 affiliated with great schools like uh, NYU, Villanova, MIT, Yale, Rice, um, institutions what? of that caliber, UT Austin. Um, you know, the, the, just to name a few, those are the schools that are involved with our organization, and and one of the big reasons why I get to travel as much as I do, I. I um, Coordinate all of our operations in the northeastern United States, as, and I also coordinate all of our international outreach operations on behalf of the organization.
20: So basically, the objectives are to, to get some of these students through the system, out graduated, and, and into some of these universities. And students that don't necessarily have the opportunities to do it on their own can uh, that you, you you facilitate this this basically this uh, this uh, this channel for them to. Mm-hmm. to
1: I'd call that a secondary goal. Uh, the main goal being achieving a, a civically engaged, uh, young, bright mind for our community, being our primary goal. But, Scott, I'd love to visit with you about okay. this. Send me an email. I will. Okay, hhlopez at gmail.com. That goes for everyone. If you want to kind of just have some coffee sometime, I'm ready to do it. 915 is our number. We'll continue our discussion.
0: KHRO El Paso Talk Radio 1150 AM
10: Your CNN Radio News Source cnn radio ac 360 i'm john roberts another blow to the economy sales of existing homes down more than 27 percent last month that's their lowest in 15 years very constructive advice and we thank the leader for that vice president biden sharp reply to house republican leader john Boehner, who called today for the firing of president obama's economic team Shirley Sherrod says no thanks to a new government job.
6: When you look at everything that has happened over the last four or five weeks, it makes it very difficult to go back to the position.
10: Ms. Sherrod declining a newly created civil rights position at the U.S. Department of Agriculture after losing her job on false suspicions of racism. More tonight on AC 360, the most trusted name in news. I'm John Roberts. This is CNN Radio.
11: Get a rate that's among the most competitive in the country with the online savings account from Ally Bank. Your money will work harder, and with no minimum balances and no monthly fees to eat away at your earnings, it's no surprise Kiplinger's Personal Finance voted it Best Savings Account of 2009. Give us a try and let us show you how banking should be. Call us at 877 247 ALLY or go to allybank.com
7: ally straightforward Member fdic come into the home depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty get exclusive martha stewart living or platinum plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just 37 dollars. you'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way we're lowering the cost of going barefoot thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance more saving more doing That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, U.S. only. See store for details, exclusions, and license numbers looking for
11: a better savings rate? Check out the online savings account from Ally Bank. It has a rate among the most competitive in the country and because there are no monthly fees, no minimums and no fine print, we can skip the super fast string of conditions at the end. Give us a try and let us show you why Kiplinger's Personal Finance awarded us Best Savings Account of 2009. Call 877-247-ALLY or go to allybank.com. Ally. Straightforward. Member
7: FDIC. See? No disclaimers. Come into the Home Depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty. Get exclusive Martha Stewart Living or Platinum Plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just $37. You'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way. We're lowering the cost of going barefoot. Thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, U.S. only. See store for details, exclusions, and license numbers.
0: Fourth.
8: Hi, this is Don Crickey, voice of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, reminding you to catch Notre Dame football this season. On THRO Talk Radio
0: 1150. Ladies and gentlemen, impossible for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150.
1: about the concept of community development it got uh, started by our mindset five with nick bias he called us all the way from colorado on the matter and uh his mindset five points just kind of touched on the importance of looking at community development from a forward-looking macro uh prospect outlook or perspective outlook i rather say perspective outlook where you're not only looking at the upcoming cuts but you're somehow looking towards the future and how you're going to redefine future revenue streams to create the kind of community that you want to create. Now, I'm going to be coming in with uh, a lot more information and, and different guests to the show coming here shortly. And here's why. Too many people on the bandwagon over at the county. Too many people on the bandwagon out at the county. Thank you very much, County, for letting us know that, uh, you know, we can't uh, manage the budget over there and, and how supposedly the economic straits in our community and in the nation have somehow led us to the point where we currently are situated. The fact of the matter is the following. We really haven't put our heads together to develop a community development action plan that is somehow aiming at a higher level in terms of quality of life, in terms of development for our own community, while at the same time keeping our eye on the budget. We're reactionary in this community. And you know what? I'm taking that and borrowing that from a good caller to the show, Margaret, who called us yesterday and said, you know, Hector, El Paso is really just a reactionary city. How many times have we been reactionary within our own communities? I understand people listen to us beyond El Paso. Think about your community, whether it's a Philadelphia or a San Antonio or an Austin, or an El Paso. How many things has your community done in a proactive manner? Thank you, County, for letting us know that you can't handle the job. Thank you, County, for informing us that uh, we can't handle the budget and unless we raise our taxes We will not be able to get basic services. What I'm more interested in is where are we headed with all of this? Who is at the control? Who's looking out the window to figure out where it is exactly that we're going? I'm not sure that anybody's looking out the window. People are just looking at what's dead in front of them. And like Nick's Mindset 5 pointed out, I think it was his third point, that the more you focus on the current negatives and refuse to focus on assets that can build your future, you will continue to utilize the old broken models to solve problems like raising taxes. See, I have an issue with the way in which our government is working. Look. I'm not sure if you've caught the national headline today, but the national headline today tends to be around housing again and the fact that house sales in America are dipping yet again. You see, that's not really occurring in El Paso at this moment because we are sheltered by what is going on in the influx of troops that we are receiving at Fort Bliss. No one has been forward-thinking enough... To be able to come up with a strategy to capitalize on all this, and I still don't get why. Are we that naive? Are we that ill prepared? And our in our elected officials, seem are are they all in the blue when it comes to this? How long? Has a Veronica Escobar known about the influx of troops and how this could be used to build for our community? How about we figure out ways to build a tax base built on businesses rather than going straight to the citizens? But no. You know, we give money to Redco, but finally we cut their, their budget over there. But, you know, we give money to them for them to develop 53 jobs. The reason I'm bringing this up is, there doesn't seem to be, there doesn't seem to be, enough information from any taxing entity. This is the same argument I utilize against the TRI or TRE. Sorry, with EPISD. You know, Paul was very much in support of the TRE, and that was great. I was against it. And so were a lot of other El Pasoans. And ultimately, it lost out. And you know what the main argument was? You haven't informed the community what you're going to use this money for. You haven't informed the community what your priorities are. And you haven't informed the community what our future prospects are going to look like and how we're going to build towards this future despite our woes that, for the most part, are self-induced. And I'm not going to back down from that whole statement of it being self-induced because let me tell you something, El Paso. We are reactionary. we have been experiencing the plus side of brac for quite some times for for quite some time we've had about eight years into this now. You mean to tell me that in eight years we couldn't structure new revenue earners for our city? Have you noticed that there's a lot of talk going on but in very uh, particular code kind of language about the development and the concept of a parks authority in our community. This uh, independent parks authority would be a new taxing entity of sorts that would put all parks under an umbrella, including Ascarate Park. Hmm. Why is it that I feel that we're going to go back to the voters to ask for more money with this new parks authority? Why is it that I feel that our city officials continue to look for old models like what they did with uh, pretty much socializing? Well, I shouldn't use that word, but pretty much uh, buying out and turning it into a public endeavor, our whole garbage collection system, corporate garbage collection system in El Paso, to the tune of $18.5 million. See how we're utilizing old models? You know what I loved about my discussion with Scott here a little while ago was that Scott asked what exactly the organization I am proudly a member of um, does business. And I told him, Scott, you know what? One of the most innovative things about the organization I work for that I happen to be very proud to, to, to work with and, and be a member of, because I've been involved with NHI since I was about 14 years of age, when I was selected as one of the students from our, from our community to represent this community, You know, we've never accepted public dollars. We've never gone to the government and said, oh, you know, we need money for our programs. It's all been community built. Why do we keep using old models? This Parks Authority concept, look. Look, do you remember that refreshing conversation we had with uh, County Commissioner Alex Sergio Lewis about what we could potentially do with Ascarate? Why is it that we are resorting to old models of charging the taxpayers more money through a parks authority that could have the potential to be a taxing entity um, to to beautify Ascarate? Didn't we mention on that show that perhaps we could develop a, a, a concept like what they have in Panama? with the city of knowledge and the fact that the government turned that land over to a 501c3 of sorts or c6 or i don't know how it how it's classified over in Panama but the point is a nonprofit organization that would guide that park to become an entertainment and cultural hub in such a way that doesn't leverage your tax dollars isn't that an innovative idea you don't believe me that it works try me go to panama Sure. It's a government-induced uh, it's, it's, it, it's a government-induced 501c3 because ultimately the government's still the proprietary owner of the old naval base in Panama. But the management of that land has been passed over to a 501c3 nonprofit to manage it and turn it into a premier academic center. Now, that's what Panama did. We can turn it into a premier entertainment and arts center here. They've got the UN out there, they've got the OAS, they've got the Florida State University, Villanova University, they've got the National Hispanic Institute, and all sorts of other organizations that are global, national, and community-level based in that location, the old naval base in Panama. Why can't we use models like those, county? Why do you keep trying to take out money from our pockets? I understand there's a time for need, you know, and a time to, s- to sound the alarm. If you're going to sound the alarm and ask us, ask us as taxpayers to subsidize your, you know, irresponsibility out there, then, you know what? Come up with a plan. Hey, it's all right. Yeah, a business plan. What about turning it into a private entity? What about taking parks to a privately run type system where you get people to to uh, contribute in that fashion? I don't know, folks. Talking about big ideas, big mistakes. I see a big mistake coming with this parks authority. Another taxing entity coming to the city of El Paso pretty soon, and the county. That's uh for that matter, let's go straight to the phone lines. You can give me a call. How do you feel about this? Nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six. Scott, welcome back to the show.
20: Hey, yeah, I just sent you the email. But you know what? I'll tell you something. You're absolutely right. You know, working in these school districts, I've noticed they've got so many schools that they've opened up that are just about empty. And you know, when you're talking about arts uh, education, um, I know a little bit about that. Considering you know, I'm you know, I'm certified uh, as an art. Fine art and okay. certified in, in technology, yeah, and you know technology applications, which uh, would be filmmaking and 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 digital animation and and uh, architectural design, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you've got so many successful models and innovative ways of integrating um, learning in, in 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 the public school system with community colleges with. Uh, uh, in the arts where you, you, you can get students to make these leaps into uh, fields like commercial art, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing like that is happening really in El Paso. It's happening right. in some of the districts. They have some magnet schools that are doing that. But community college and UTEP, it's like that link does not exist. It exists in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, NMSU and UNM have vibrant film schools, for instance, In California and in New York, you've got film schools that are connecting with the junior colleges, which are connecting with the the public schools. And, you know, there are so many ideas that taking kids, especially kids that uh, are at risk, and getting them interested in a lot of these fields that will get them employment. Mm -hmm. Uh, For some reason, they've been dealing with antiquated models of learning in this town. And what I mean by that is traditional forms of art that have no no prospects of employment, you know, like sure. paint, painting and, and and ceramics and sculpture, you know, which is fine. I mean, I studied that at UTEP myself, but there's, it's, it's a dead end when it comes to finding employment unless you get lucky enough to teach in school. Sure. But, you know, we can talk about that when we get together. Absolutely. Um, but there's so much out there that kids in this community are not able to take advantage of because... Mm-hmm there's nobody in any positions of power that have taken any interest i would think that diana natalicio would have had a film school in at utep years ago nmsu and unm have just shot way ahead of of utep
1: well she's you know yeah and i have problems with diana natalicio love utep in fact my my wife is Proud graduate of and, and actually current student uh, because she's she's working on, on her on furthering her studies even more. However, that being said, man, the Diana Natalicio model of of of, of taking UTEP to what she perceives as the top is just way wrong of a model. But right, I mean, you need have another show that, about that later.
20: You need visionaries that are willing to take education into the 21st century, and it's just you know,
1: right. Well. Well, 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 I I appreciate the call, Scott. Always do. Let's get together for sure. You bet. All right, 915-880-4376, folks, is the number. How do you feel about this? Are you on this bandwagon that, hooray, we bit the bullet? I'm sorry. Last I checked, it was the responsibility of county government to make sure that things were in check. And as you see the storm coming, you know, even if you could say, well, you could have never... Never, Hector, in a million years, foreseen the economic woes that our community is currently going through. Whoa, 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 one second, please. Can we pull out the stats? Look, other places in the country can use economic woes as a reason. In El Paso, it's an excuse. We are living the plus side of BRAC into our eighth, ninth year already. Still can't capitalize on it, but into our eighth, nine year, ninth year already. Let's see what the enlightened Herman has to say about all this. Herman, welcome to the show. Next thing I know, you're going to be telling me, Hector, it's okay. Let's just okay. leave it like it is. I'm going
19: to put it up to Hector. You know, let's first start with Panama. Okay. You know, they, uh, uh, they, took, over the, uh, they took over the naval base
1: mm-hmm.
19: that was abandoned by, I guess, the U.S.,
1: well, it wasn't abandoned. It was given to them well, yeah. when the U.S. left. But yeah, yeah.
19: And uh, it's kind of the park has no infrastructure. You know, you have to go in there and build from the bottom up. Sure. You know, and you know, where are we looking at? Where are we going to get that money? That money, you
1: know. Uh, you don't think uh, you don't think that if we were to. Um, privatize the endeavor uh let's just say the the county still controls the land but we privatize the endeavor in terms of the management of that land or made it into a 501c3 of sorts that could manage the development of that land you don't think people would want to develop in that area if uh, the are you prospect get the, of funding get the money? that should be a private in, uh, endeavor it, don't it, you think look
19: at look at foster look at foster at, and the uh, and the shopping center look at the hunts up in north uh, uh, the northeast, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, they couldn't—they couldn't come up with money to uh, to to build the center.
1: Why? Why do you look so 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 small? It, it's I mean, it's, it's oh reality. yeah, Herman. But you don't think that we could entice outside organizations, outside businesses, outside investors to invest in a premier entertainment and cultural center at Ascarate if we had the right management behind it?
19: Uh, Unfortunately,
1: fortunate enough Why no I mean don't you don't you believe enough in our assets to be able to pull this off No, see but
19: you know uh, we, we just don't have the right the right uh, people running this 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 town you
1: know Well that's why we need to that's why we need a remedy that whole situation but but I I mean Herman look Uh, I'm not saying that that I'd be the best uh, person for the job or that I'd even take it, but I'd be willing to sit on a board. I'd be willing to put my own two cents into it. I'd be willing to put my own, you know, elbow grease into making something happen along those lines. All I'm asking for, Herman, all I'm asking for is for El Pasoans, especially our politically elected leaders, to think beyond Going directly to the taxpayers every time there 's an issue i mean can can they think innovatively for once can they can they figure out a way to build our tax base instead of eroding it by taking away business like they 're doing with this garbage disposal thing? I mean can they figure out a way to not only build our tax uh, base on the business side of things but also figure out innovative revenue earners that aren 't necessarily going to the taxpayers all the time? I have yet to see somebody do that herman.
19: This guy, this guy has this uh, this uh, mobile park out there by uh, by wet and wild. He was willing to give the land to El Paso so they could build their uh, their uh, their, uh, their stadium or whatever they wanted to build, you know. Uh
1: huh. And what happened?
19: And there was no takers. Uh, uh, the rubbish, Rogers Rogers wanted to build a stadium there at the at the Bassett Center, and that pulled out. So that
1: he did. I remember you, that.
19: That gives you a general idea, you know. I mean, how can how how can I not think? I would like to think positive, you know, but I can't, you know, with what I've seen, all the years that I've been here, what I've seen, you know, it cannot be done. Okay, and, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know, but it's just undoable.
1: So it. So we shouldn't even make the effort.
19: Yes, 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 yes. We should make an effort, you know when circuit uh, uh, lewis was on yeah i was talking about about doing what they did in, in orlando florida in that sure. center sure you know uh, i mean uh you know and i went to look at the park and it's it's a <laughs> disgrace it's a disgrace you know uh there's the, the grass is not uh you know it's 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 just about gone i was there about two three years ago and it was real nice but the, but I went up there about two weeks ago, two mm. three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's terrible. It's it's embarrassing to go up there. Mm. But you know, makes uh, makes make some makes some uh, get some revenue with, with, with a with with a, some kind of a, a, a recreation center or or something or other, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, for for something like you're talking about in Panama, you know, the, the infrastructure was already there. What we have in these private is where the Farm and train to go up the buildings to build up the the three-story buildings, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you you giving me a call, and hey, Herman, at least I got you to say, "Look, it's worth an effort." But I, it, I mean, yes, you're saying yes, you're is. saying that it's it's highly unlikely, but and I understand that. But at least I got you to say it's worth an effort. It,
19: it, when the when the fosters and the hunts can't go, you know. What, what, uh, what, can you, what can you do?
1: We need to build the base. I uh, mean, we need to bring thing, in others from outside.
19: You, you said what was, uh, what was Veronica thinking you know, about the break? You know, but how about Mr. Haggerty?
1: Sure, I'm putting all of them in. I'm uh, just saying you know, because she I was mean, the one you, that made the statement. You need to
19: Bring them all out. You bring, but not you know Veronica.
1: You know, oh, I'll bring all Anthony, of them out. It's it's Anthony all Cobos. it's all the it's all the county's all right, fault. Anthony it is Cobos. Anthony Cobos. It is Jaime O. Perez. It is Veronica yes, Escobar. Yes, it is yes, all yes. of those people that have served within the last eight years yes. at the county and at the city.
19: You have to bring them all out, and you know, uh, uh, poor little old uh, Veronica. You know, she's probably one of the newest, and uh, she gets all your your uh, your wrath, you know.
1: Well, you know, it's just. She's not one of the newest, Herman. She's well, been around she's for she's since oh 02.
19: Compared to compared oh one. to, uh, to Haggerty.
1: Sure, compared to Haggerty, sure. But still, I mean, at the end of the day, seniority or number of years doesn't matter. It's actions, and none of them have yielded actions. And the one that's uh, perceived as having yielded more action, but really, but not really, is is. You know the person that's perceived as going to be winning county commissioner by a land, I mean county judge by a landslide, and that's Veronica. And I, I just still don't see what what this what and, this and you know, the, head and people, shoulders above everyone else is.
19: The people who are going to build for for BRAC would be HUD, and, and you know uh, some of the developers around town.
1: Well, we all know how the developers. Well, I, I the developers have done some, but not all, and it's not all on their shoulders. I'll put it that way. And the developers have caused a lot of unfair development in the city as well i mean they they have their share of responsibility with all this mess Uh, the point is a new model wouldn't be a bad idea and uh, keep putting those new models out there but you know nobody's really thinking about them so we'll continue to try and do that I, i just i just feel that in order for our city to get to the next level we have to consider these new models and and act on them because we keep Saying we want to be—I mean, you hear any city council member? Yeah, oh, I'd yeah. like to be like a Chicago yeah. or like a San Antonio or like, yeah. you know. Until we start thinking differently, I don't think, you know, we'll ever it's develop happen, yeah. our own identity or even try to be like an identity of another city, which I which I disagree with. But thank you for the call again, Herman. Nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six, folks. I'll be coming with more information on this. Look, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm just not. It's great that we're trying to take care of business. Thank you. I'm not going to pat you on your back for doing something that's expected. It's expected that you take care of business. It's expected that you make things run properly. What is going above and beyond the expected is actually keeping your eye on the future and figuring out a way to bring the city forward to a new level despite our woes. And I still haven't heard that plan. Anybody wants to put that plan out there, I'd be more than happy to hear it. You can give us a call. 915 8804376. You got the VIP number. Feel free to use it. Or feel free to shoot me an email and say, Hey, Hector, I'd love to put my plan out with you on your show. And you can shoot me an email at hhlopez at gmail.com. Or you can also email the show, El Paso for America, with uh, El Paso for America at gmail.com. And that's where we are, folks. I mean, big day today. I'll have a lot more to talk about in terms of the Tuesday primary results tomorrow. I'm very curious to find out, very, very curious to find out how McCain is going to do. Very curious to find out how all incumbents will be doing tonight, because I think it'll give us an indicator as to where America really stands. A lot of negative polls have come out saying America can't stand incumbents anymore, America can't stand Congress, America can't stand the Senate, America can't stand President Obama. But, hmm, you know very very suspect of the trends right now very suspect because if that is the sentiment in America that polls are feeding us yet people like John McCain are going to win tonight it's going to put you know some contradictory evidence on the table that we'll have a lot of time to talk about okay a lot of time to talk about so hey that's what we're going to do. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Also, we will be having uh, continued discussion, continued discussion about our city's uh, community development prospects into the future. Let's talk more about this garbage situation. Look into it, El Paso. Let's talk talk more about this uh, Parks Authority situation. Look into it, El Paso. And you know what? You want to challenge me on this whole thing about taxes? Look, I want the county to take care of business. But I want them to also kick people in the behind about coming up with new revenue streams that don't necessarily pick our pockets. So until tomorrow, El Paso, America, think big.